This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we've got some suggestions from Care.com for child care for your budget. Do you need something full-time all the time, part-time all the time, or maybe you're looking for free child care? In addition to that, we'll always take your personal finance questions, so give us a call this morning. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email the show money at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Ryder. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, yes. So uh, lots of financial news in the news. I think uh, <laughs> they're calling it a, a correction in the stock market. Uh, just, I guess it's just the one big story. Um, as you know, in January, the stock market really roared up. Um, you know, la- last year, the SP 500 was up maybe around 20%. And January, it just it went almost straight up. In the last few days of January, in this these first few days of February, we've basically lost all of those January gains. So, so if you meant to buy some stocks on January 1st and you forgot to, now's your chance to get them at (laughs) just about the same price as they were a few weeks ago. So that's what, uh, that's what I'm telling people. Uh, A couple of other things I saw in the news. Uh, One, I think it was this morning. um, I can't remember where, but someone is permitting, prohibiting someone from using a credit card to buy Bitcoin because they're afraid it will ruin them financially. Yes. Um, So that's a thing for a while. A lot of Bitcoin exchanges allowed, and we've spoken about Bitcoin before, and you know we have some very basic level of Bitcoin knowledge here, but um, some people were able to purchase Bitcoin using their credit cards. And um, because it was just so popular and they just needed a way to buy it quickly. Uh, Well, credit card companies have kind of figured out that's what's going on, and so they've started either stopping the exchanges from accepting credit cards, uh, because credit card companies can do that, or uh, treating it as a, um, a cash withdrawal. And with a cash withdrawal, you can use, often use your credit card at an ATM. It's a terrible idea, though, mm-hmm. because they charge you a typically charge you a three percent fee right off the bat, uh, which is you know for any large amount is going to be worse than an ATM fee. And then they also immediately start charging you interest as opposed to giving you that grace period. And often that interest rate is even higher. I looked at one of my cards, 15% interest rate, which is high. The cash interest rate is 30% and it starts immediately. So if you bought Bitcoin on your credit card, you probably owe your credit card company a ton of money now. Mm -hmm. Um, But some people just, you know, they were doing it for the rewards points. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting... I mean, if that's all you have left because your Bitcoin isn't worth as much as you thought it was, maybe maybe rewards points are the uh, currency of the future. You can use that toaster uh, not only to toast your toast, but to heat your house. Oh, man. Uh, The other interesting thing I saw was that um, Arby's, the parent company of Arby's, is buying uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, so we yeah we've discussed that a little more. I think are they maybe getting a little closer to the or closed it? I'm not sure, but um, yeah, uh, consolidation is 
if, if a company can't have any more organic growth, they just got to buy someone else. And uh, Buffalo Wild Wings for years has had great growth. Um, you know, I, uh, what what I've seen in the restaurant space that's worked really well over the past mm, make up a number of years is moving to a simpler format um, you know a, a more limited menu not trying to be a because a lot of times the fast food restaurants you know they ballooned and ballooned and ballooned put more and more items on their menu um, but cutting that back and focusing on doing a few things well and kind of having a theme and making it a destination that you want to go to and Buffalo Wild Wings has done that very well um, so it's you know yeah, I think uh, McDonald's learned the hard way that you can't offer everything on your menu. Although mm-hmm. this was interesting, I think it was. Um, um, I, I usually use the MSN homepage to kind of read things in, in on the online, and I think they linked to Business Insider. I think is where this article was from. But it was interesting that it said uh, they're doing things like they're combining an Arby's sauce with one of the sauces that you could have gotten at Buffalo Wild Wings, and it's for a limited time. You can try that. They're saying that possibly some <laughs> of the menu items from Buffalo Wild Wings would go to Arby's and some mm-hmm. of the uh, business practices for Arby's would go to Buffalo Wild Wings. So it's, uh, it was very interesting. It'd be just, they're just going to stick everything about the companies and blend it together and <laughs> see what see what they come out with. But I did say, too, that Arby's had, had done a good, uh, has done well uh, with a new CEO, and apparently their um, We Have the Meats uh, campaign is doing quite well because they're offering all kind of weird, I think, venison and... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's so. right. Well, and also I would be uh, remiss if I did not mention that last Friday was Janet Yellen's last day as uh, the chair of the Federal Reserve. She's been one of our most successful, probably, uh, Federal Reserve chair. Uh, I think it was the second most successful in terms of stock market growth, although that's not a measure that they're supposed to be measured by, but we always like to stick that on there. Um, but she managed us from the ultra ultra low rates that we, we that came about uh, with Ben Bernanke and the financial crisis. She managed um, uh, starting to unwind all of the QE programs and um, and of course raising interest rates. So she that was that was that was the big iffy thing. So she had more confidence than anybody in America uh, with her job, and she did an excellent job. She was always uh, very good at communicating uh, what the Fed was doing and what she was doing, um, and just as well on her on her last day in the office, she, uh, she kicked uh, one of everyone's least favorite banks. She kicked them in Wells Fargo in the face and told them they could not grow until they improved their corporate governance uh, because they've had a lot of a lot of scandals at that bank lately, mm-hmm. and that was probably something they've been working on for a while. And she got it out the door um, right before she went out the door. That's that's a good way to leave. Um, you know, you got to leave on a high note. There. Yeah, and then and then of course the stock market crashed. I've been telling everybody that Yellen left the Fed and she took all the stocks with her. <laughs> uh, what do we know? about uh, the new chief so he is um he's not a i guess quote unquote traditional um economist he was more uh, what i've heard a lot about him he was just a hard worker he he worked in the fed he worked on things like um, making payment processing faster really boring stuff but it's really super important to the economy like the economy is tons of money moving around all the time and so this is a guy who actually worked on the plumbing so he really you know he knows the details he is intimately familiar with that sort of stuff um so so 
you know he's 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 practical he's got some practical experience there and um but is not 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 a not a break from the mold i don't think anyone's expecting that so continuing uh the same sort of policies and philosophies that we've had um but of course you know different you know as the economy changes as the you know economic numbers come in uh that is what's going to to uh to feed his view so on uh, Money Talks this morning, we're going to be uh, talking about child care, but also we always take your per- personal finance questions. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show money at mpbonline.org. If you're out there listening and are a parent that has had experience uh, w- providing for child care uh, and you have some experiences to share, we'd certainly appreciate that. And again, any personal finance questions as well. So, again, we are using as our source material, um, what is it, uh, care.com, 14 ways to save money on child care. And surprise, surprise, uh, writer number one is to figure out your budget. I guess anytime you're dealing with personal finance, that's probably the top thing is you got to you know figure out how much you have and, and where it's going and that sort of thing. So um, just sit down, look at it, and uh, and, and figure out um, you know what you can spare. Obviously, uh, for young parents, that would probably be one of their top priorities is uh, is child care right yeah how many how many children can you afford to have um i i guess i should have watched cheaper by the dozen to prepare <laughs> for this um unfortunately all i did was pull up the the Every now and then you hear people talking about the cost of raising a child, and that report everybody references it 's actually the usda puts it out hmm. and um so that headline number, I think they said the cost to raise a child is something like a quarter million dollars. And everyone freaks out about that. Everyone's like, well, you know, I don't have a quarter million dollars. I can't raise a kid. Um, but when you break down that cost, actually, um, housing is about a third of that cost that they calculate. Um, so that's an important consideration is, you know, do you have room for a kid? Is is having another kid going to force you to move to a bigger, uh, more expensive house? Um, but especially in the early years, like you said, child care is, is a huge part of it, kind of regardless of, of your income level. So knowing... Knowing how you're going to tackle that, that's going to be the most important issue for the first few years. I mean, food, you can buy that every day. Your house, like, hopefully you're already living somewhere. Let's take a break. When we get back, we will continue talking about uh, child care, the cost of child care. Also looking for your personal finance questions. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. It's Tuesday morning on Money Talks, so we're looking for your personal finance questions. But also this morning we're talking about the cost of child care. And uh, we're using as our guide uh, some suggestions from care.com for uh, affordable child care. If you have a personal finance question or if you have a question or comment about uh, uh, paying for child care, you can give us a call this morning. The phone lines are open. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring it's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four you can email the show money at mpbonline.org so number one on the list uh not surprisingly was to figure out a budget uh when you get your budget figured out we've got some other suggestions number two on the list sign up for a flexible spending account so roger if you would uh, tell us what is a flexible spending account yeah so flexible spending accounts they're uh, often you see them uh, their employer uh, an employer will offer as part of the benefits package and what you can do is you can um, you know sometimes the employer will contribute to the flexible spending account uh, sometimes you can contribute to the flexible spending account you can put money in it uh, goes in uh, well if your employer is adding it it's kind of like free money and but it can be used to spend on uh, child care uh, preschool and some you know, daycare type things. Um, so that's a good way, you know, because uh, companies don't necessarily have, um, you know, things like maternity or paternity leave. So this is a way that they can directly provide uh, f- for your child care so you can still afford to have a family and a job at the same time. Uh, so that's a nice little benefit, and that could be, you know, if the employer is putting in money, that's you know it's free money for directly to spend on your kid. Uh, and I know that uh, we have something similar uh, for uh, health care costs, and there are a couple of things that w- we need to keep in mind. Uh, one, it does say that uh, you've got to really think about how much money you put in one of these because a lot of them only work for a calendar year, and you might right. forfeit the money at the end of the year. And then also uh, good keep good records because you're going to have to submit reimbursement requests uh, for these qualified expenses. Right. This is not the, so flexible spending accounts they often call them FSAs. This is not to be confused with a health saving account, often called it uh, HSA. Um, the contribution amounts are different and the way money goes in is different and of course uh, an HSA is kind of strictly for medical expenses, um, doctors visits, um, p- uh, prescriptions, um, necessary medical things. Um, and and but that money also stays so you can you can keep that money through the years. And you can spend it, you know, if you have an HSA, you can also spend that on your on your child's health care as well. So if you have both and you need a bunch of money out of your FSA, but your kid needs to go to the doctor, we'll take that out of your HSA. You know, it's just a bunch of acronyms and just make sure you get them all right. Also, I would say if uh, if your employer does not offer this, certainly just maybe a savings account to open that and to put some money in there as sort of an emergency fund uh, for uh, child care related expenses might, might be helpful. Uh, this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Looking for your input this morning. If you have a personal finance question or if you have a question or comment about uh, paying for child care, we'd love to hear from you this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 The email address is money at mpbonline.org. Uh, number three on the list is to apply for the child care tax credit. I don't remember uh, when we had our discussion on changes mm-hmm. in the tax, the new tax bill. But is is the is the child care tax credit surviving the changes? Yes, uh, and I'm not. I'm a little 
confused now, so don't hold me to the numbers because I'm not sure if this is updated with the, the new uh, the new tax credit. But previously, how the tax code worked was you got a an exemption for each dependent, and an exemption basically meant you know around four thousand uh, dollars was excludable from from your income. Uh, those have all gone away, and that is now replaced with an expanded child tax credit. And I want to say it's this says it allows you to itemize up to three thousand per child per year. I thought the child tax credit was just two thousand, and part of that was refundable. So um, I, I don't have the, the the new numbers right in front of me to be a hundred percent confident on that. But um, yeah, so that that allows you just. The tax credit is a, a really nice deal because that goes directly against the amount you pay. So say you owe you know, $6,000 and you have two kids and you have $2,000 credit per kid. You can knock out, just simply for having a kid, uh, you can say, you know, knock out $2,000 a piece. So I'm not sure if that's the same as what they're talking about, but... Um, there's, you know, there are tax benefits to having kids. Make sure you don't forget how many children you have around tax time. <laughs> That's, that, that, that could get you in trouble with your spouse, too, I believe, if you forgot how many children you had. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, again, we're on Money Talks here looking for your input this morning. The phone number to call with a personal finance question or a question or comment on child care is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. The next on our list is a free thing, and I think it's something that would require some cooperation, but sounds like a good idea. And it's the idea of a child care share. And this might be if you have some uh, folks that you know, uh, acquaintances that also have children, that mm-hmm. maybe you could say, you know, I'll be able to help you out a couple of days a week if, if you can help out a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can find someone who can stand your kids, then that's a, that's a great idea idea or if you can stand their kids. Um, again, like we discussed, especially in the early years, uh, child care expenses are are the biggest because, you know, before you can send them off to school, you know, if you're sending them to a public school, you have way less expenses there. Um, before you send them off to school, you got to do something with these things during the day. And, um, and you know, often people will say, you know, it's good to live by a parent who can, you know, who, who has the time to take care of them. And, um, but of course, you know, your parents... <laughs> might have other things to do. I don't, I don't know their lives. Um, but you know, so that's a burden on their time. But if you can kind of work out, you know, a couple of days a week at least, and I know this one works really well with the next one on the list, which is shifting your schedule. You know, if you can be more flexible, say you can take a day off a week and you know someone else who can take a day off a week and your parents can watch them a couple of days a week, then you can have that childcare covered for several days a week. And, and maybe you could save some money there. Um, just got to, of course, coordinate schedules. Yeah, and also, you know, the child share, uh, child care share thing. Also, it's get, uh, having your young children exposed to other kids, helping maybe them uh, socialize. And Helps become... those immune systems when the germs come around. <laughs> uh, Liz Gill, producer, found something. We were talking about the uh, the child care tax credit, uh, and it's uh, this is from the new tax law, I believe. Uh, okay. So it says, as written, the child tax credit will be increased to 2000 per qualifying okay. child and will be refundable up to $1,400 
$500 subject to phase-outs. Okay, fantastic. The bill also includes a temporary $500 non-refundable credit for other qualifying dependents, for right. example, older adults. Phase-outs, which are not extended indexed for inflation, uh, will begin with adjusted gross income of more than $400,000 for married taxpayers filing jointly and more than $200,000 for, for all other taxpayers. Okay, so that's about what I was thinking. I'm not really sure what this paper is referencing at all at this point. All right. Again, we've got some open phone lines looking for your personal finance questions or comments and questions about child care. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 As Ryder mentioned, next on the list of things about uh, child care uh, is to shift your schedule if possible. Maybe uh, if you can afford to get a day off or something about that, it will give you uh, time to take care of the kids and also uh, will help uh, reduce the, the costs involved. Mm-hmm. Um, number six on our list is uh, talk to your HR. Um, and I guess maybe some companies are allowing for time off when it comes to child care. Um, yeah. So kind of like we talked about earlier, you know, it was part of a benefits package. Um, actually, a lot of larger companies are focusing a little more on uh, especially maternity leave because, you know, it, it, it makes sense for the company if they have a very good employee, um, they don't want to just quit so that she can go take care of her child. They want they want to give her the confidence that she still has a job when she gets back. So um, their companies are getting more and more willing to be flexible with that, um, especially when people can do some work from home. So, yeah, absolutely. If, if, that, if that's an option, especially, you know, again, combining some of these things, if you taking a day or day and a half off or, you know, maybe a couple of afternoons off would really help you take care of your kid and also maybe your neighbor or your friend, uh, then you can really you can. It's a lot of schedule coordination. There's a lot of moving parts there. But, um, you know, the more time that you're not in the office, uh, then you can be taking care of your child. And also, too, you know, we, dads can get involved in this as well. So if they can uh, shift around their schedule, Absolutely. Uh, that's certainly something that's become uh, more and more popular uh, in the last uh, 10, 15 years, I would guess. Uh, number seven on the list. Again, if your company offers it, the, a lot of companies now are offering on-site uh, mm-hmm. child care play, uh, uh, facilities. Yes. Um, that I mean, that just that pretty much summarizes itself. If there's child care at your office, use it. And that, I think, would be convenient, too, because if there is an issue there, obviously, if it's on site, it's easier to get to. And so that might be something that uh, new parents worry less about Mm -hmm. uh, when their kids are are being taken care of uh, on site. uh. And and that might be a little underappreciated before you actually get involved with it. But if you're having to take your child to a child care center every day and it's not in the direction that you were, even if it's even if it's five, 10 minutes away, that's going to start adding a lot of time to your schedule at a at a time in your life when you need as much time in your day as possible. Uh, so having it on site is, I mean, the convenience factor is, is, is big and you can you know, take that into account when you're you know, figuring out how, what the costs are. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for your comments this morning. I know there must be some parents out there listening uh, that might be willing to share their experiences on paying for child care. If so, or if you have a personal finance question, the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show. It's money at mpbonline.org. We'll get to one more before our next break. Uh, we're on to number eight, uh, and it says find family child care um and i guess um 
this is a type of daycare center, I suppose, or possibly maybe even asking the grandparents to get involved. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, this trying to just find creative ways. Uh, I, I think the grandparent thing, um, at least it's, you know, traditional how much the grandparents love to dote on their grandkids. But that certainly you would think maybe uh, they might be retired and it would certainly be uh, a way to uh, to help out uh, to when the kids are young uh, to to. To, to, to care for them. Yeah. All right. Let's take that uh, break. When we get back, we'll continue this. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about child care options that will fit your budget. Also looking for any personal finance questions that you have. The phone number is one mpb ring It's one 672 We'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Got a number of things going on this morning. We're always looking for any personal finance questions that you have. And today we are talking about child care options for your budget. We have some suggestions from care.com. Uh, got gone through a number of them. We'll do a quick review and then press on. Uh, but first, we do have a caller on the line. So why don't we go to the phone lines and say good morning to Julia in Greenwood. Julia, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Thanks. Hi, good morning. I have a two-part question. I'm wondering what the kind of fair going rate seems to be for hourly child care for very part-time um, babysitting help. That's the first part. And the second part is I'm wondering what the threshold is for when you are legally supposed to be paying taxes for those employees. All right. So a fair going rate for paying a babysitter? Yes. Mm. That's uh, that's not really my expertise, but I would, you know, just whatever they would actually take. Um, one thing, I mean, who are who are you? How are you paying? Like professional babysitters? Are you hiring children out of high school? Friends of the family? What's what sort of? I, I'd say it's a combination of all those things, and I think paying somewhere between ten and fifteen dollars an hour is what we usually do for high school or or for professionals. It seems like the the rate is usually about the same. But I was just curious if y'all had a sense for. Um, again, care.com, which is where you got our, our list of uh, suggestions from, says uh, an example for San Francisco, for example, it's $16.65 an hour. The national average is about $13.44 an hour. So actually, your $10 to $15, that seems like you 
you're right in the uh, what would be sort of the average uh, for uh, hourly for uh, for babysitting. So that seems just about right. Yeah, okay. and and as far as uh, the tax question, I, I mean, again, if you're dealing with a professional person who's actually you know doing this all above board, reporting their own taxes, um, then you don't really have any reporting requirements there. If you are uh, considered to be hiring that person, I believe the threshold is at six hundred dollars in a year. Uh, you need to be providing them with um, a ten ninety nine. You know, saying this. Is how much you gave them. Um, you're not, you know, just depending on how you want to do it. You're not necessarily responsible for um, uh, paying any any of the. Again, this depends on the structure, um, but you're not necessarily responsible for paying any of the taxes or paying any of the Social Security or anything because that would be they're receiving it as self-employment income, and they would be responsible for that. Uh, but I think that threshold is about six hundred dollars a year. Okay, thank you. All right, Julia, thanks for your call. We've got some open phone lines if you'd like to join the conversation on Money Talks this morning. Any personal finance questions that you have or questions and comments about uh, paying for child care. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email the show, money at mpbonline.org. Care.com has provided us our guidepost today. We're talking about uh, 14 ways to save money on child care. A quick review of some of the things that we've talked about. Uh, one, we talked about figuring out a budget. You need to know you know, how much uh, money can go into child care. And budgeting is always important in any sort of financial, uh, personal finance matters. Number two, we talked about the flexible spending account. It's a savings account that you can use to uh, put uh, to pay for uh, a lot of uh, child care related uh, expenses. We talked about the child care tax credit, uh, the child care sharing, that is where you and a group of friends get together and and help each other out by taking care of kids for a a couple of days a week. Uh, To do that, you might need to shift your schedule. Perhaps you have a job where you can take an afternoon off, a couple of afternoons off, or maybe uh, work a day on the weekend to get a weekday off. But uh, shifting schedules is a way that will help uh, reduce child care costs. Uh, Talk to your HR department. A lot of uh, companies are now offering uh, working parents a chance to uh, take some time off. Uh, There are also on-site child care facilities that you might... uh, have access to. Uh, then we talked about fi- family child care, and uh, that's where uh, it's a daycare center, but it is run uh, out of a person's home. Uh, if you do that, though, you would certainly want to investigate that uh, for sure. Maybe talk to some of the other parents who have been involved in it. Uh, and if your state licenses those sorts of facilities, you would definitely want to make sure uh, that it is licensed by the state. And then daycare um, is certainly um, a popular choice that's been around for a while. I know I've, I. Uh, I don't think I was ever in daycare, but I think I was in sort of a private kindergarten, which was very similar to that. Um, but again, that's one thing, Ryder, where you could uh, probably enough options there where you could shop around and make sure that uh, yeah. they fit you know, both your financial needs. But again, you want to investigate and see what sort of activities they do to keep the kids busy during the day. Uh, you could probably maybe go to the Better Business Bureau to, to make sure that, this is, uh, that they have a good record of providing mm-hmm. child care. Yeah, I think a lot of these suggestions are just kind of find places that will watch your child while you are at work and then figure out which one is cheaper. 
cheapest. Um, but, I, you know, it's not all about cost. I mean, this is your child we're talking about. Uh, you want to make sure they're in a safe environment. You want to make sure they're you know, getting fed all the right things while they're there. Um, you know, a lot of places, a lot of people take their own uh you know, supply their own food or whatever, but making sure, you know, they're getting the necessary both stimulation they need and rest that they need and looking for not just uh, that they're, you know, licensed because a license is going to say like they've ticked all the boxes and the places, you know, safe and they have yellow tape where there's a crack in the sidewalk and things like that. But um, look at the credentials of the people working there. Um, you know, is are these former educators, are these people who who are going to be fairly up to speed with um, with the latest in child care uh, trends, et cetera, et cetera. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're always looking for any personal finance questions that you have for us, uh, but today we're also talking about affordable child care options. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 If perhaps you're at work or at another place where you can't get to the phone, you can still participate in the conversation by sending in an email. And we did get one from Sarah in Columbus who says... Consider finding work at a place that provides free or subsidized child care. What was one of the things on the list? She says, though, I recently moved from working in the private sector to the government and now have access to affordable after school holiday and summer care. Although the salary is lower, the one benefit nearly makes up the difference over the course of a year. And I know my children are safe and close by. Also, a 529 college savings plan mm-hmm. is a good way to save for future education. And I was looking on our list and I'm not sure I see it on here, so but I think th- it should be this list focuses on child care and you can't use 529 for child care but since she's brought it up uh, the first thing yes the first uh, so far the first half of our list was just talking about what do, what are your employer benefits keep in mind your benefits that's all part of what you receive so like if you have a salary of X dollars at one place um then that's and no benefits. Then that's it. If you have a salary of slightly fewer dollars but tons of benefits at another place, that might be worth it. You have to look at that whole benefits package. She's there's a very great point to point out that childcare as a benefit can be a huge amount of money, um, especially if you have multiple children. Uh, Five twenty nine plans. They're not for childcare. Uh, they were started as uh, college savings plans. However, with the new tax law, you can use them for, I believe it's K-12 through private education. I don't encourage people to think of it as saving up for private school. Um, the really great benefit about them is that you can let that money grow tax free in over 18 years, you know, invest, you know, invested kind of aggressively, you know, money you put in could grow into a lot of money for college expenses. But if you already send your kid to private school, what you can now do is just route your private school tuition through your 529, take that uh, state tax benefit. And um, so you just get a little discount there in Mississippi with a top rate of 5%, you're getting a five percent discount on your private school tuition um, and you're making use of a pretty great program and if you were interested in that uh, the uh, the treasurer's website would have information we've had uh, Lynn Fitch the, the mm-hmm. treasurer on a number of times to talk about that and I think Mississippi has a good uh, a plan there for that uh, type of, of savings we are on a list uh, talking about affordable uh, ways that you can help p- pay for child care. We're also looking for your personal finance questions. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 
for. Uh, the next one, and we had a question uh, from Julia in Greenwood, so- somewhat related to this, but the idea, again, if you're looking for ways to uh, find some folks that will help you out with child care, perhaps uh, kids get out of school at 3, but you don't get off the job until 6. Uh, you know, maybe there's an older teenager in your neighborhood who's looking for a little extra income, and certainly the old-fashioned a babysitter. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of an American icon, I guess, of teenagers helping out and, and earning some extra money while helping uh, care and look after younger kids. Yeah, or you can just be a little more strategic about it, like I think my parents did. Um, I was the youngest of four, so my oldest sister, you know, kind of she was always, her and her friends were always my babysitters. So, you know, just have that one older kid who's always going to be able to be a babysitter, and then you're going to be good to go for, you know, however many kids you have after that. Yes, I was, I'm the youngest of five, and so that's the case, although I would think maybe parents might want to use a, a more neutral third party. I do remember my, my sister once tying me to the bedpost in my footy pajamas because I wanted to stay up to see F Troop, and she didn't think I was allowed to. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd get mad at my sister and storm out of the house. But, you know, I'd just go, like, hide in the neighbor's yard or something. So it was, it's all, like, it's all fun and games, really. And, again, you know, you want to do some uh, some vetting, as it were. Don't, don't just let any kid that happens by on, you know, in the neighborhood. You certainly want to investigate and make sure they seem to be responsible mm-hmm. uh, young folks. But that's, you know, it's a good way to uh, to help maybe the older kids in the neighborhood out with some money and to help them become more responsible. And again, it certainly uh, will help to, uh, to help, uh, you know, pay for uh, taking care of your kids. Number 11 on the list seems to be way out there, but it's an au pair, I believe is how you say it. Yeah, host an au pair. Okay, this is something that... <sighs> It's it's actually a very popular option for for Americans to go and be an au pair for uh, European children uh, because people want their children to be raised around American accents. Um, they learn English that way, and the the person who go the au pair who goes over there uh, learns that that language, and they can do it with fairly minimal requirements. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around this one, so be very careful when you do this um, uh, because a lot of people. The controversy has arisen because people are using their au pairs excessively as nannies. So be very careful that you're not importing somebody to work for you for not enough money. That's um, that's not right. Or um, and it's only, it's in a pretty gray area legally. So uh, make you know don't think oh this person from Spain you know I hardly have to pay them anything and they'll take care of my kid. Okay, we we fought a war over this. Like don't don't do that again. Um, so be careful and be respectful of the fact they are human and just because they're young and can be taken advantage of doesn't mean you should. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that's on the list. Well, I'm I'm kind of surprised. It's on the list too because I might be mistaken, but to me that is something that it's sort of um, I don't hate to say it this way, but rich people do. I mean, I don't know how many sort of middle class kind of, yeah. families could afford to hire that, but it's uh, certainly an option uh, if you if you can afford it and you would want to go that way. I would think. I guess there are some benefits too. Uh, uh, exposing your your children to uh, someone from a different culture would certainly expand uh, their horizons. We've got some open phone lines, and we are ready to take your questions on money talks. We're looking for your personal finance questions as well as questions and comments about child 
care options. Let's take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. Our phone number to call if you'd like to join in today is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Again, you can always send an email. If you can't get to the phone but still want to contribute, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. It's uh, Tuesday morning, and it's Money Talks, which means we're always looking for any personal finance questions that you have. That's the main reason we come on the air each Tuesday, but we always like to try to find interesting topics that relate to uh, personal finance. And today we're talking about trying to make uh, child care a little bit more affordable. We've got some open phone lines, so if you have a personal finance question or a question or comment on child care expenses, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 877 Six seven two seven four six four. Again, if you can't get to the phone but still want to participate in the conversation, you can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Quick recap over some of the things we've talked about. Uh, number one, figure out your budget. Anytime you're dealing with personal finance-related matters, you want to make sure you know uh, where your money is, where it's going, so you need to have a budget worked out. We talked about the flexible spending account. Uh, it's money that you can put in a special account and set it aside for child care expenses. The uh, couple of things we talked about in terms of being aware of in that, though, is you really do want to focus in and try to figure out exactly how much you need because on a a lot of these plans after the calendar year, if you don't spend up all the money, uh, it will be gone. Also, um, there was another one. Uh, oh, and also it said to keep good records, obviously, because you are going to need to submit reimbursement requests uh, to get that money back. Number three on the list was the child care tax credit. We talked about that and updated that with the new uh, tax law. But if you're if yeah. that's something that you can uh, access, certainly that would be a benefit of to you. Uh, then there were a number of different ways to um, kind of share the burden of child care. Uh, the child care share is the idea of if there are folks that, you know, you're a 
circle of acquaintances that also have children maybe of a similar age, although not necessarily, but just other kids that need looking after. Uh, you could kind of arrange uh, to maybe I'll take them on these couple of days if you can take them on these couple of days. Uh, with that was number five was shifting your schedule. So if that's something that you can do at work, that certainly helps out and would make you more valuable in that child care sharing plan. Number yep. six, talk to HR. Who knows what your company offers, but you want to make sure that you are, uh, you know, uh, really making sure that you access all avenues. And a lot of times uh, companies will help with maybe time off for uh, child care of um, uh, for child care expenses. Yeah. And, and as as a uh email pointed out, you know, the, the employee benefits are a big thing. So look at your employee benefits. And when you're looking at a new job, you're negotiating a new job. Um, also, l- look at those benefits and negotiate for better benefits. If you, you know, um, if you're changing jobs or getting a new job right after having a child, like, you know, say, hey, this is very important. You know, what's really going to help me get into the workplace is having some help with my kid. Um, so that is a benefit and that has real value to you. Also, I guess it says some businesses offer child care reimbursements for working parents. So in addition to maybe uh, helping you with your schedule, there might be some uh, some financial uh, benefits. And again, you want to make sure yeah. that you understand everything your your company offers and HR would be the place to go. Another work-related thing that uh, I think would really give parents a little bit of peace of mind is an on-site child care facility. Uh, if your company has one, you would certainly want to try to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, it's uh, your kids are nearby in case something comes up. You don't have to rush uh, a way to from the job to find out what's going on. It would be close, and I think that that would give you a sense of well-being and maybe help you focus more on uh, the task at hand during your day, uh, your day job. Uh, number eight and number nine were similar. Number nine is to enroll in daycare. Daycare centers have been around a long time. I think the best thing to do there, though, is shop around, find the one that fits your needs, your schedule, your budget. Uh, you might want to you know maybe do some real personal on-site visits, talk to mm-hmm. uh, people if you know other parents that are uh, having to pay for child care expenses, you know, find out what works for them. (laughs) Number 12 on our list is similar. It's the share child care. And the idea is if maybe uh, one friend of yours has hired someone uh, to look after children, there might be an agreement where you could say, hey, if we combined and give you a little bit more money, would Mm -hmm. you be willing to look after my children as well and have sort of a a, a nanny that is uh, is supervising a number of of kids from uh, several different families? Yeah, and, and I mean, you may think, you know, oh, a nanny that, you know, that's not affordable to me. But, you know, think of part of the affordability is what that nanny allows you to do. If that nanny allows you to work and you make more money than you pay the nanny, that's a great combination of things. Um, and that might be very beneficial. And, and, and sh- again, the whole sharing with somebody similar ages um, or doing just like a, you know, a nanny on a more part time basis, you know, that could be a real benefit. Um, and then so being flexible there is important. And hopefully I would think that they, as a professional, they might be a little bit more dependable uh, than hiring the neighborhood kids, although we talked about Ideally. that as well. And, you know, that's babysitting is something that's been around for a long time. And if you can find a responsible older a teen in your neighborhood, maybe a good way for them to earn a little extra money. It certainly helps them become more responsible. And again, it's a little bit of an inexpensive way uh, to help care for your kids. Number 13, I don't particularly like because I think you talked about it with an au pair and, no, you know, don't take advantage and, and kind of yeah. work them to death. But the 
13 is to suggest that uh, if your nanny can also handle housekeeping and pet care and tutoring that you you know you hire her to do all those her or him i guess nannies don't have to be a female uh, but to me Again, you're kind of overworking. It sounds like it's it's more money involved, and yeah. also um, th- that might get lost. Childcare might get lost in the shuffle. I guess. Yeah, just be aware if it's going to be a lot more expensive to do that. Might not, you know, uh, if a full service nanny might be more expensive than a nanny who's just going to, you know, kind of rock the crib. In a gentle way. <laughs> and number 14 on the list, and this is a good one, uh, begin early. Uh, certainly in the summertime, there are a lot of options, uh, mm-hmm. camps and those sorts of things. They do say, though, February is the month that most of these summer camps and summer activities begin to uh, take applications. Yeah, so don't think about summer camps too late because that's a huge amount of time where, you know, you know you're, you're just rock and rolling during the school year. Hey, your kid's going to school. You don't have to worry about it. It's a set schedule. Boom. But then... All of a sudden, they're at home all day, and especially for a younger child, you know, they need still need to be supervised. Um, so, you know, do do look at camps um, not only you know to keep them occupied in a good way and keep them you know keep that learning up, uh, but also for your own sanity. Um, and one thing I was going to point out, kind of shameless plug here, the School for Math and Science does uh, some really great summer camps, which which also goes into saving costs further down the road. They do math and science and engineering camps for rising 7th and 8th graders, ninth and 10th graders. And the School for Math and Science is a boarding school for 11th and 12th graders. So, And that's, you know, a free public school. And... Um, and, and so that kind of gets them ready, gets them in the mindset for being a higher-achieving student. And higher-achieving students are cheaper because they get more scholarships. So uh, that's something to look at, you know, again, with the educational uh, part aspect. You know, you don't want them to lose practice of their of their most important muscle, the brain. Right. We, we've heard the, the, the term brain drain, where sometimes during the summer months, kids seem to kind of forget some of that they learned. And so if you can find uh, those types of camps, that certainly helps them stay sharp throughout the summer. Also, if there's it's a more maybe a more traditional uh, summer camp, the, they're outside, so they're getting some exercise, the, you know, uh, communing with nature, as it were. So that I think that's just a good way. And again, mm-hmm. it gives parents the, the, the peace of mind, knowing that the, your kids throughout the summer are, are maybe having fun. They're outside. They're getting exercise. They're they're exercising their brain, mm-hmm. and so it's uh, to know that the summer has not been wasted. And again, that might uh, help parents uh, have a little bit easier uh, mind. Yeah, and and just to kind of go back to the a, a really good thing to to look at if you are worried about you know hey you know we're thinking about having a family um, and gosh we've heard it's so expensive. Look at that USDA cost of raising a child report. It should ease your mind. That cost is spread over eighteen years. And you've probably already got a lot of it covered. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. Uh, Don't forget about the MPB Public Radio app. You can download that for your iPhone or Android phone and listen to MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener is Java Chapman. So for Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's in legal terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 